What's up, what's up, what's up, podcast world chat, building back at you, another episode of the Foul Life Podcast, the Essential Series, we're so fired up and happy about the results, hopefully y'all are happy with what you're hearing, seeing, we've covered outfitting, we've covered everything from the gun, the ammo, the camouflage and how important concealment is, the scouting and optics and note taking and networking and figuring out how to develop your waterfowl network to try to find success more consistently in the field. We're going to keep it going. We're going to talk about, in my opinion, one of the most innovative things in the in the world of waterfowl hunting and hunting in general is clothing. How long can we stay in the field? How comfortable are we? How warm are we? How dry are we? How cool do we feel? Not cool as like in temperature wise, but just getting our swag on and having a good vibe. And I think with our guest today, you're going to learn um, what's going on with one of the leading authorities in waterfowl hunting when it comes to apparel and gear from waders to waiter pants to bibs and hunting jackets and vests for men and women and youth, gun bags, gun all, all of the things that you need with your blind bags to keep your gun safe, all of your gear in order, backpacks, tree bags, timber bags, you name it, the company of Banded is taking it and they're taking it to the next level along with Avery and Avery Outdoors and all of their heritage series and a lot of the clothing that they have. We're going to talk to Mr. Adam Piles from the state of Louisiana. He is the man. I haven't seen Adam physically in a long time and now I'm looking at him on a screen. Adam, what's up, brother? Not much, man. How you been? I've been doing good. So you were trying to tell me that you personally haven't been on a gobbler yet, just your kids have? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Hadn't got to go just with all the quarantine stay at home you know louisiana has been pretty bad uh as far as the results on on what's going on with that down here but uh you know texas closed their borders to people coming from louisiana so we had a trip planned out there and didn't get to go um and then we've only been to our place in missouri once and uh had a good good hunt up there with him but i didn't get to turn around and go back for the regular season is it starting to clean up at all in Louisiana? Are they starting to come off of any of this quarantine at all? I think the, the last report that I read, they a lot of the parishes are starting to flatten the curve and see decreases in the number of cases. There's still uh, quite a few hot spots, so they just extended our stay-at-home quarantine deal until through May 15th, which it was supposed to go out April 30th, but uh, because it wasn't enough decreases in the bigger city populated areas, they decided to extend it a little bit further and see what happens then. Man, I hope it's same here. Our governor's keeping it close for a little bit longer too. And but there's states like Georgia and different parts of California that are starting to open back up. But right. if you go and read the uh, the small print and see what it takes to open back up, it's like, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine going into a restaurant and getting you know, waited by a, a concierge or a cedar in a mask and gloves, and then your waiters in a mask. And then it's like, you got one, one table full for every hundred square feet of the restaurant or something. It'd just be an eerie feeling. Yeah. It, it, you know, I feel for the small business restaurant type people. I mean, there's a lot of those people that who put their life's work into those places and, you know, it's a bad deal right now. Um, you know, I hope that they can come through it and, people can order as much takeout as they can from the local places and not the chains. And hopefully they'll survive because I mean, basically, you know, their, their independence, just like the people we sell to at banded, 
and we don't survive without the independence. I mean, that's where bands are made. And, you know, that's where America's made. In my, my opinion is the small businesses in America, not the change. I agree a hundred percent. I couldn't agree more actually. And yeah, you just, you look at it and you feel fortunate not to be in the position, but the other side of it is that those are our brothers and sisters that are, and it could easily be us in that position. And we're only as good as what they are. Our communities are only as strong as what those small businesses and the small restaurants and all of what the independents or the mom and pops that you're talking about, Adam, it's just, it's what makes the world go around. It's what brings the community, the community's pride. And when you see them suffering, I mean, all I've been trying to do is gift cards and as much as support as I can through this time. And then hopefully right. get to throw a big celebration dinner at a few of them, you know, and this is all over, but it's crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy. So, you you work daily in the waterfowl industry. So the first question that comes to mind to me is one that I get all the time. And I'm talking like you can see a clothing rack behind you. You got catalogs around all the time. You're visiting dealers. You have some of the best dealers in the country that you work with on any, on any right. given day. You could be working with a Max or a S Jeff Simmons and his family down in Bastrop, Louisiana, and all along that area of the country in what is the hotbed of waterfowl hunting. You go home and you're, and you're inundated with it. You got phone calls and emails and texts, and then you got and then you have a kid that you're getting into the sport and into the lifestyle and into the culture. And you also are a hunter yourself. You belong to different leases. You are a. I know you for sure love duck hunting, but with it being the rigmarole that it is daily, do you still love it, Adam Piles? Does working in the waterfowl industry make it get old and turn your nose up to actually the love of the culture anymore? No, I, I mean, I still love it just as much as I did the first time I ever got to go duck hunting with some good family friends back when I was a kid. Um, you know, it is, you do get kind of inundated with what you said with it, you know, and I, the, the work side of the hunts and stuff, you know, I, I do appreciate them because I appreciate them with those customers that we have, but I, I, completely since my kids have gotten older and they can go and do. And I mean, it's, I get such pleasure out of going with them and, and watching them grow up and they, you can see that twinkle in their eyes that they love it just like I do. And it, you know, just, it warms your heart. You know, you hope other families are out there having those type of experiences and, you know, but to answer the question is yes, I, I love it. Any kind of outdoors, doesn't mean fishing, hunting, turkey hunting, deer hunting, duck hunting. I mean, whatever, whatever you do to get you outdoors is what, you know, there's a special peace of mind in that, that, you know, you get created from God from being out there. It's very well said. And I couldn't agree more again. Um, but one thing you didn't mention in there, Adam Piles is golf. And I have this argument quite a bit lately that you can get the same feeling that you, when you see that twinkle in your kid's eye and it makes you go, Man, he or she loves the outdoors. They love baiting a hook. They love a duck call. They love yeah. running a turkey call. They they love hearing a gobble on the roost, or they love seeing that first that first flock come off the roost into the decoys. Um, golf is can be great. Athletics are great, but I've always tried to tell people like there's nothing in the world, no vacation, no destination, no no, no golf round of on an 18 hole of Augusta is going to get you the lifestyle and the fulfillment 
of the outdoors and hunting. And I am obviously a little biased and I'm very opinionated on it, but you didn't mention golf. Like, could you think that if you were out there and you, your kid picked up a golf club and hit a good chip shot and you saw that glimmer in the eye, would it be the same feeling? I'm not saying it wouldn't be prideful. I'm not saying that you were, you know, you're an NCAA golf champion, let's say, and you're on the PGA tour and you see your kid hit that great shot when he's nine years old. Do you think it fulfills that same part of the, the psyche that the outdoors and hunting and fishing do? Um, my opinion is no, but you know, it's, I, I don't think that touches the same place in your soul as it does at being at one with the outdoors and something that such a higher power created, you know, I mean, golf or baseball or basketball, any type of sport was pretty much man-made, you know, in, in my opinion, you know, given the tools that, you know, God inspired somebody to make them and stuff like that. But he created those animals. He created the trees and the water and all that kind of, you know, the mountains and everything. So it, it just puts you, it's such a higher level of no, I don't think you can get that from sports, you know? No, I mean, I'm totally a sports guy. You know? I know you are. But I mean, love everything there is to it and love coaching my kids and baseball and softball and stuff like that. And, but no, you don't get the same thing out of it. I, See I that think. that's what I've been trying to tell people. Maybe I just don't say it right. Like when you use the words touches your soul, I think that's what I've been trying to tell these guys is like John David Stanley, you know the Stanleys. He was he's in yeah, Texas. I hunted with J D long, long time ago. He's trying to tell me a couple weeks ago that golf and, and walking a golf course is the same thing as a boat ride in the timber or on the on the Missouri River, you know, looking for ducks. And I'm like, no, it's not. And he's like and I can't argue, you know, wholeheartedly piles because I'm not a golfer and I don't know what they feel when they're walking that course, but it's like you, it's like somebody else made that they cut it. Now the grass and the trees around are, are God given and man and, and, and made from the man upstairs. But I just have this weird feeling in my head and I don't think it's weird. It's just like the way that you said it is exactly how I see it. When my daughter, when my daughter got her first takedown in jujitsu and, and her first tie up, I was like, yeah, that's cool. But when she, was on her youth hunt in February and what she did with a 410 and a canvas back bull and the look on a 79 year old's man's face. It was his birthday turning 79. He's been there, done that in the outdoors, bro. And he's crying. Uh, he's crying. Remy Warren, who you probably heard, he's been all over the right. world hunting and he's sitting there going, Oh my gosh. And the feeling that came over all of us was like, that's life right there. And I couldn't get that if she made her first basket in a game, which I'd be very prideful. Like you said, I love that part of life, but there's just something about that peace and sanctity and serenity with the outdoors that you're just like, man, this is what she was put on earth to experience. And if she doesn't turn into a diehard duck huntress, at least she got to have that feeling of the dog and the ducks and the wind and the cold and the duck calling and the decoys and everything coming together to provide. And she started crying and she loved it and she's eaten up with it. And then we yeah. took it to the taxidermist and I said, babe, I got a perfect place for that. She goes, dad, that's going in my room. And I was like, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Right. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't find that in most places. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I, I guess it could, yeah, it, it, I think a lot of it depends on how you grew up and how you're raised and stuff like that. I mean, if, if sports was the only thing that you've ever had the opportunity to do, then maybe it would in that somebody else's psyche, it would be comparable, you know, but just, I mean, to me, in my opinion, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that one. 
And and what you just said there, Piles, brings up a whole other rabbit hole to go down on another podcast that you and I could get involved in would be mentorship, <laughs> the importance right. of mentorship, right? Yeah. And that you there are families out there that you and I are like, it's second nature. Like we were in the mountains, right. in the woods, in the in the marshes when we were a year old with our dads and moms. Right. A lot of a lot of kids don't have that. So right. I think that mentorship is another big thing that a company that you work for has the opportunity to provide in many ways with um, just the ability to go out with the technology and the research that people like Christian Curtis and Eric Larsgaard have have found and developed and built and designed has, has gotten kids the confidence like, man, these fit me. The women are like, this fits me. This is what, this is made for me. You know what I mean? It's like, right. this is a really, a really legitimate line of youth hunting clothing that is technology that has, it's technically advanced and, and it, it, the, the sizing's there, the cuts are there. You know, women have different shaped legs and hips and stuff. And so all of that stuff that go into creating a line and having the confidence to do that and the research and the field testing that goes behind that, take me through what your opinion is, Piles. And, and I know that I, I started with kids and women, but you've been hunting for a good bit. You're 40 years old. You've been hunting uh, at least, I'm going to say at least 20 seasons, but probably more. Uh, yeah. take, take me through your thoughts and feelings, Adam Piles, on the evolution of where Bandit is now and what we used to wear and why a hunter or a huntress or a youth hunter can have the ability to be comfortable. And that's just going to up people's success rate, their confidence, right? Of right. Le allowing them to be in the field more, more often and stay longer. Yeah. I, th I think the biggest thing is the staying longer part. When you go to take somebody new that had never been, uh, you know, one, you got to keep them warm and dry and comfortable and, and find a way to keep them entertained. You know, hopefully you have game to look at and stuff like that. But to your question on the clothing and where it came from, like when we started hunting and stuff like that, I mean, it, it all has to do with technology. I mean, you know, look at the thing we're talking on today, you know, I mean, those, those weren't around either back then, but fabrics and, you know, cottons and all kinds of textiles have gotten so much better. And there's engineered products that are, the technology is just better, you know, the warming capabilities, the, the drying, the venting, you know, evaporation, stuff like that, that does keep you warm and dry. I mean, it's incredible what people have engineered now to where it is, because when we grew up, it was, you know, bulk is better. Um, and that's how you were ingrained, you know, so you had to wear, you know, if it was 15, 20 degrees out, you had to wear four or five layers, you know, and it was, and everything you had. So you look like a marshmallow man walking around, you know, in the stand when you're trying to hunt or, you know, whatever, or trying to shoot. And then, you know, as, as periods have gone on, you know, the technology has gotten so much better. Uh, a lot of the innovation has come from like the mountain industry, uh, like, you know, backpacking, skiing, uh, mountaineering, stuff like that. It seems like a lot of that technology being because those people are going and climbing Everest and, you know, stuff like that, that, you know, they've found the best innovative products or fabrics and, you know, insulated products to bring to market. So uh, some of our stuff is where we've gotten inspired from, you know, how we use Primaloft insulation. Um, Primaloft, we were the first people to use Primaloft in the, waterfowl industry you know that came from backpacking mountaineering side you know uh, like north face arcteryx 
Mountain Hardware, all those people um, that brought that stuff to to where it is. And now you can, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I basically wear the same thing every time I go hunting, even though I have an array of a closet of items I can wear. It's, you know, and the education on layering. Uh, and, and that's what we're big on is you got to have a system, you know, cause you got to have something close to your core that can, that can wick moisture away from you, or you're going to sweat to death after you get cold, you know, and that's going to make you not stay out there longer. Right. So then you got to have something that, uh, that's windproof, you know, that has some insulation to it that's waterproof you know, that'll keep you dry. So none of those factors go back into play. So we have that just go system, you know, what our marketing uh, director, Josh Dockin has, has come to, um, you know, put it out there on our products. And it actually shows, you know, a core, a mid-layer and a shield series. So every time you go in one of our stores that we sell to, you'll see a hang tag and it's all color coded. So the core is brown. I think mid layer is red, and then shield is yellow. So and it basically has little you know information on each one of those tags that tells you what each piece of clothing is made for and where you're supposed to wear it. How kind of teaching people how to dress because you know we know our product better than anybody else. But if it's not used in the right application, then people might form a bad opinion about it, you know, or something like that. So you know, educating the public on how we want our product to be used makes it more successful also, I guess. No, I think, I think what you're saying makes total sense to me. And I think that what, you know, when you touched on what Dawkins doing and obviously Dawkins very good at what he does, Yeah, extremely. let's, let's be, let's be very uh, diligent in our approach to this right now of what the essentials are. Let's talk about this series is called the essentials. Okay. So if Adam piles is going to go on a hunt, and you're self-admittingly wearing pretty much the same thing every day. And that's why that's because it works. That's because right. you stay comfortable. You stay confident. Yeah. You stay everything that goes into what hunting is this, this daily routine that you go through of putting this on. Now, does Adam piles, do you have what you just said in those three different core the, with the core and the mid and the shield? Do you wear that every day or do can you bounce that back and forth depending on temperature and things of that? <laughs> Yeah, it depends on the temperature of what I'm pretty much going to wear that every day. It, you know, if if the temperature is you know cold enough for me to wear three layers of clothing. Uh, now my core, the core piece might change. You know, I might wear one of our Tech Series uh, real light lycra. It's just a four way stretch. It's, you know, basically real, very light, super light, just to have something comfortable against my skin and then i'd put a mid layer over that and then if i need a a shield series if i need a, a feather stretch you know that's waterproof and windproof then i i will t- always take it along with me just about because you know meteorologists are never right so yeah especially in louisiana it rains quite often but you know so that's that's basically what I'm wearing every day. So there's something against uh, a light layer against my body, something over it, whether it be a vest or a, a quarter zip mid layer. And then I would have a feather stretch, which would be my shield jacket, just cause it, you know, it doesn't get as cold down here. You know, if I was up North, it would change to, 
you know, one of the new stretch of peaks or which is like the old Chesapeake pullover or a full zip white river, you know, something like that. Just depending on where I was geographically, it would be what I would take with me, but I'm going to have those three pieces on more than likely. Okay. So every, you, time, every time I go hunting. Okay. So your job, um, one of your main jobs that you, that you perform on a daily basis throughout the season is going in and sitting across the desk, kind of like we are right here and meeting with what you call a buyer who all Mm. of these retail outlets, whether it's a mom and pops or a box, they will have somebody that is in that spot that their job at that time of the year is to be a buyer. And they work with reps like yourself and they work with companies like bandit and Avery greenhead gear. And they put in what is called a pre book and they say, all right, we're going to forecast this for the year. And in this area of the country, we think this, 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 and this is going to sell. Well, now here's where the education process comes. I'm the buyer sitting here, okay? And I know my customer base, and I know that we've been doing a good job in cahoots with you and Dawkins and the crew at Bandit and Avery uh, of educating our customer base with our POS, our point of sales, our displays, our end caps. Everything in our store is geared towards those, getting them to see that hang tag and, and educating them that, hey, if you want to get the most out of your hunt, here is what we're going to do. Here is what we're going to do in September and, and early October. Maybe if you go to Canada before it gets real cold. But if you're up in Canada and Mother Nature turns on you and you get hit with a foot of snow and it's below zero and you know how to tell the difference between Celsius and Fahrenheit, which, you know, that's that's another story in Canada. But right. can you lead us into that, Adam, of what you're going to tell me? I'm the buyer sitting here. Give me a specific piece that would be a... Uh, let's say a September to early October, and it's not getting real cold, might be getting into the 40s and 50s and a low of 40. Um, what do you tell them as far as that core piece goes? Do you have one there, a sample of that? Or uh, um, if you don't, it's cool. I just want to kind of get an idea of a of a warm weather core and then a cold weather core, if you can touch on that. Uh, well, you know, the merino wool stuff that we came out with last year, uh, super super uh great product um we made it in two different weights uh one was a 180 gram uh merino and then the other one was a 220 230 uh you know depending on territory you know i would say the 230 works even down here uh because what merino does is it does wick away moisture also i mean we have like docking actually works out in the 180 you know and and it sounds crazy that it's a it's not just insulated underwear you know which what most people call it but um it actually wicks moisture and and it keeps your body cool at the same time um so that would be the merino wool would be my everyday core whether it's you know down here up there you could you could be at you know, different product. And then, you know, the further I went north, my core might be the like a quarter zip mid layer, which actually has a um, windproof fabric on the outside. And then it has some honeycomb fleece on the inside, which it makes it a little bit thicker. Um, so it's a little bit more durable than just wearing a merino piece. So, so. In, in, in both of those would act as what you would call the quote unquote core this. So this is what's going to be touching our skin. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe not the Corset mid-layer, but I would probably just say the Merino wool we make because we make it in two different layers. You know, one's a 180. You can wear that in warmer climates, and the 230 would be what I'd warm up against my skin if I – I actually got to go to Canada this year for the first time ever. And uh, and that's what I took with me to wear as a cool piece. Yeah, I wore, I, wore it, I wore it every day of the season last year. Right. Um, what is your opinion on that style of a core piece in comparison to – more of what you would call or, or uh, define as like a compression fit. Um, do you like the feeling that compression gives you when you're in the woods or no? Uh, well, I mean, sorry to, <laughs> no, no, you're not but... interrupting me, but personally I get, um, kind of, uh, I get kind of claustrophobic sometimes and I don't like the feeling. And I'm not talking like when the, when you first put it on in the morning, you feel great and you're out there. But as the day goes on, I start to develop like a claustrophobic feeling in my, in my, in my love handles or in my chest or somewhere, you know, to where it, it, it just kind of starts to get uncomfortable where that Merino wool piece doesn't do you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I, I think that has to do with, I mean, obviously you can see me, I'm a bigger guy, but you know, I don't really want anything tight and stuff like that. You know, um, just the merinos such a more comfortable fitting product uh and i think it has better technologies behind it than you know the old compression style clothing brand that a lot of people used to wear that i'm i mean i'm not gonna say their name but everybody knows what i'm talking about but you know it, it didn't really do anything for you you know and no, I, that's that's kind of what I was saying is that we right. the, the the difference in what you get out of today's technology and what Bandit's putting out there, you really almost and I and I don't want to turn people off by this and you might disagree with this, but you when you started mentioning the 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 one eighty and the two thirty, I was gonna say the two thirty almost gets me, and I and I run pretty hot blooded. So in today's world of hunting, you almost have to think like opposite. Like, what am I going to do if I get too hot? Right? Because this stuff right. is that good. This right. stuff is so good, Adam, that you have to start oh, yeah. thinking like, what am I going to take off first if 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 something does happen to where I want to stay comfortable out there? It's not always about staying warm anymore. It's about staying cool once in a while. If you do, if your body temperature gets too hot, right? And that's where the layering deal comes in, and how it's so important. Where if you do get if you do get too hot, if you do go out there and set a massive goose spread or something like that, you know, if you do go out there and set a massive goose spread or rearrange your whole duck spread in our ice field, you know, you're going to get hot, you know, and being able to take something off or have some newer technologies out there that, you know, we'll probably get into this later of a product that we have coming out. Um, you know, it's important for that sweat to get out or you're, or you're going to get cold and then you're going to want to leave, you know? So, um, I'm the same way. Um, I have to dress in layers because I do get hot and I'm, you know, like you, one of the ones doing a lot of the hunting, messing with the dog, moving decoys and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you're going to get not just sitting in the middle of the blind, you know, so. Yeah. But, and, I, and I think, and I think that that's something that your mental approach to this, and that's why 
I love the idea of what Bandit's doing. And I'm not saying, and when you mention companies like North Face or a Patagonia, you know, companies that are iconic, that have literally changed the way people live in the outdoors, right? Bandit, uh, is, Bandit is literally changing the way people hunt. And there's other great manufacturers out there. I have nothing bad to say about them. I'm just saying with Bandit, it is so strategic. And that's what I love about duck hunting is the strategy that goes into it daily of, of whether it's scouting or reading the weather or understanding your patterning with your choke system with your shotgun with your ammo um the sights that you use on your guns you know what i'm saying piles it's like the the strategy that goes into being a duck hunter is the coolest part to me and now we get to be a woman in a sense right we get to go into the into the store and be like oh let's try you know and it's like we're strategizing like well i'm gonna need this in this condition i'm gonna need this in this condition and bandit has this entire portfolio and offering it's like we we actually get to go shopping for clothes now and feel cool and strategize for our duck season. It's right. totally different than going back to school and getting that wardrobe where that was the that was the coolest part about being a boy when it came to shopping when we were younger is that as much as we hated it, we still wanted to look cool on the opening day of high school, right? When we got our right. first locker and, uh, you know, there was a lot that went into that. We were strategizing, all right, Friday night, I'm going to be out at the pits after the football game. I got to have this kind of look, right? As a duck hunter now, we get to go in there and say, all right, we we're going to we're going to not only are we going to go shopping for clothes we're actually going to plan this attack on the season and have the right pieces and then once those days come my my point in saying that is to say this Adam is that i just feel successful I really, truly do. If I'm wearing Bandit in the right way that you guys are educating the hunting, general right. hunting public, I just feel successful. And when you feel successful, you you perform better, you call better, you sound better, you know, all of that. You you work your dog better, you set up a better de- – you don't cut corners because you're like, man, I just feel legit. And I think that's a big part of it. I don't know if I'm going off of something that you don't feel, you know, when you're hunting. But I, I think that a lot of people and a lot of men now and women with the, with the specific cuts for women – they feel legit. They feel that they have a purpose on their body of going out there and performing. And it starts with that clothing. If you don't feel good, Adam, you're not yeah. going to set up a good decoy spread. You're going to cut corners. You're going to be, ah, oh, that's good enough. I'm tired. I'm hot. I'm oh, sweating. You know I what mean, I mean? It's the same thing like when, you know, you played ball too, but I mean, what'd your coach say? <laughs> feel good, look good, play good. Yeah. All it, the time. It's the same thing in life. I mean, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing the way, but that's the way you know, the human race is, uh, is wired nowadays and it could be because of a number of things and, you know, TV and the way that's, you know, everything's gone, social media, you know, pretty much everybody, everybody has a media platform nowadays, you know, so when they go hunting and they take a picture, you know, you're fixing to see what your buddies are wearing or, or whatever. And, you know, somebody posts a picture and this guy's got on, you know, five different camos, which there's nothing wrong with that, you know, in my opinion, but it's four different brands or six different brands. And it it seems like nowadays people are, are becoming so much more brand loyal, you know, and like you said, there's a lot of good ones out there and, and they all make good stuff, but you know, people tend to, you know, they want to wear a pair of banded waders. Well, if they got a pair of banded waders, they want to, they're like, man, these waders are unreal, legit, you know, their, their jackets have got to be awesome too, you know? And so whenever that picture gets posted the next time, they look good, got all the same thing. They just think they look cool, you know? So, I mean, I, and, I, and, and Hey, I'm one of them. And I'm not saying yeah. that it, I'm not saying that it's for the raw, raw effect. It's just like, 
when I put on something, when I, like when I see that clothing rack behind you, I start to get giddy, you know, it's almost <laughs> like, I bet yeah. you feel that way when you get your sample box, your sales samples, you're like, Oh, oh yeah. what's, and you've been oh, through all awesome. those, you've been through all those strategic and those planning meetings and everything. And you're like, when you put it in your hands, you're like, man, I'm going to have the best duck season ever. So now that we, we've set the foundation, we can, we can, you and I can confidently tell the listener that through banded.com, through averyoutdoors.com, through your, your local dealer, you can go in and get educated through the hang tag. There'll be displays there. You can read up on all of the details of the technology and the scientific research and the different materials being used in these cuts just by going to banded.com. Is that fair to say, Adam, that we can do that? Yeah, I'd say this. I'm going to pull this up and just I'll put it in the screen. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that good. And basically that information is on every hang tag we make. Uh, It's all over our website. Uh, And then it just gives the you know, core, it just educates you on saying it, benef- it benefits moisture control is this number one property. You know, the layer, mid layers used for warmth management. Uh, layer three, the shield is wind and rain control. You know, so I mean, it's all that information is out there. Um, like I said, Dockin does a, a wonderful job of putting it out there and making it look cool at the same time. So, um, we, we wouldn't be where we are without his, uh, innovative and easy he, he makes it easy to follow right right yeah i mean and it's every you can because those things are hanging in a store and you know the stores we call on have great employees that have been doing it as long as we have and stuff like that but you know you're not gonna be able to talk to every customer that's walking through you know max or simmons or rogers or final flight whoever you know and they're gonna walk the guy walks in there looking for or windproof, waterproof jacket, he can pick up that tag and educate himself. And that's that's almost as good as having another employee. It really is. It's a, it's, a knowledge, you know, it's a knowledgeable it's a knowledgeable piece of it's a tool where you know the employee can still walk over there and, and, and say, hey, let's you know try that on if you want or whatever. But before that employee gets there, he could he or she can probably answer a lot of their questions just by the information given through Bandit and what Dawkins creating in the hang tags. Or right. if there's a if there's a point of sale display there that has a graphic like that on it that you just held up. But again, that graphic is one of the first pages of the catalog to where a dealer and a buyer look at that and they're starting to get educated right away. So you right. know, I I just had a I had a a, 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 a conversation on Monday with Kelly Powers, who has a successful dealer of bandits. And, and that was one of the big things we talked about was the employees and the associates being educated on a daily basis. And, And Kelly, one of the first things he said was, when, when it's downtime and the store's opening and there's not a lot of foot traffic yet and merchandising is done and inventory's all taken care of, shelves look good. He says, go around and read the hang tags, get acquainted with this stuff. There's classes offered. You'll go into a store and you'll get some, you'll get some associates together and you'll go through some of that stuff. So, so, so now the product training all the time, product training. So it's, so assuming now that we have set the, the, the basis of you, there is a system here. It's easy to read. It's easy to follow. And now I want you to get into some specifics of that rack you have behind you. What are you excited about? It's 2020. What, 
in the heck can we do better? What is going on? Like, can't isn't last year's stuff good enough? Why do we need a super Black Eagle 3? Why does Black Cloud need to be better than it was two years ago? You know, assuming that you can shoot it through a ported choke tube now. Everybody uh, has something, but there's always innovating going on. Every time Christian and Eric go to do their job, they're seeing like, oh man, we can maybe add this, with this cut here, this fabric here, this, like you, you use the term in the new chassis is the stretch, right? So right. like that is one of the coolest conveniences of clothing now to where a guy with a 38 inch waist can sometimes wear a 36 inch waist pant and still feel good and stretch it out a little bit. And then he looks oh, yeah. better. He looks better when he goes to fold his clothes after laundry. He's like, man, I'm down to a 36, right? <laughs> so kind of, you're, you're yeah. kind of tricking the mind a little bit, but talk to me a little bit about the, the rack you have and what you're most excited about and take us through some of the, I want to end this with waiters and where we're at with waiters today. Cause that's a big discussion in America. Okay. We both understand, you know where I'm going with that, but let's talk about some of your favorite cuts when it comes to the to the jackets the quarter zips the full zips and if you got any female stuff or youth talk, touch on that as well the uh, you know two of our main clothing pieces uh that we have that have been best sellers have been the white river waiter jacket and the chesapeake pullover um i think we've had the white river in the line for five years I, i'm pretty sure of um maybe six um, and the, you know, it just kind of got to where, you know, I, you know, over the years, Christian and, and Eric see stuff that, you know, they're like, ah, oh, we can tweak this, tweak that, maybe change this, or you see a new technology of fabric or something like that. So, um, we're killing the white river for 2020. Um, it's replacement is going to be called a califaction, um, which is a, extreme word you know but it's made you know docking came up with this and it's made for you know to grab your attention so you're like oh look god what is that um actually does mean heat source so it's a meaning it's a warm piece of clothing so it is uh, a three-in-one jacket um one thing you'll notice is that and this is a pretty pretty big deal it has camouflage ykk zippers on it um, on the real tree side, the mossy oak ones will still be in uh, tonal color, uh, but real tree was able to get the deal done with this zipper company. Um, the, it has angled pockets instead of on the old White River, they were straight. Um, these pockets are legit, everybody loves them for wading, stuff like that. Uh, just a couple of different things is uh, this one that we added shell holders on the inside which the old white river did not have that um and uh, then on the inside it still has our it still has the 100 gram primaloff liner that's in that olive spanish moss color um the biggest upgrade on the jacket are the YKK zippers. And then it's also made with what I was talking about earlier was stretch tape. Um, so, so when you put the jacket on and you're in a hunting situation or you're moving, doing whatever, what, what that stretch tape does is, you know, you go to shoot, move your arms or something. A lot of times stuff when it's waterproof, um, and it has regular tape on the lamination and it, it it's real stiff. Like you can't move, you know, you feel blocky or bulky or whatever. Uh, but that, that stretch tape in there allows you to do that. You can actually see the tape 
You see it right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's and that's called stretch tape. Yeah, and it's 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 stretch tape, so it actually moves and gives with you when you're when you're out, you know, in the field doing whatever. So and, and another um, and another thing that it does well is when you are getting back into your, you know, you're assuming the position after you do go through that athletic of grabbing the gun, raising up, shouldering it, and getting on the bird, and then you know it goes back a, a lot easier. You know how a lot of times when you have, when you don't have that stretch tape, it's kind of hard right. to get your clothing back in the position yeah, you want yeah. it in. Right. So that allows yeah. it, that allows you to get back to, to, to hole in a, in a hurry. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I didn't mention that's different than what was on the white river. You can, you see that sticky yep. Yep. stuff on the shoulder? Yeah, you can see the, the, the um, you know, and it's a non-slip grip for carrying your blind bag, walking through the timber with your gun. So innovative. Just whatever. I mean, right there, that just shows you what's in mind when these guys are designing this stuff is that how do you know that as a duck hunter unless you've had it happen a million times of that strap you falling go off? You got to yeah, go do it, right? You go go walk go walk a couple of miles and cut off. Yeah. Yeah, with your, with your gun falling off your shoulder and you'll figure out, you know, what can make a product better. Yeah. So just little um, things like that make a jacket. So as far as you being, as far as you being, uh, the guy that's going to go sell this, do you wholeheartedly believe in the change in the evolution of the white river to the calefaction? Now, are you saying this is, this is a lot better piece than it was and we just yeah, continue I mean, to it's, advance it's newer, it. better, stronger. I and mean, it's going it, to do the same, <clears throat> excuse me. It's going to do the same thing that piece was doing right with the white river. It's just correct. better now. It's just better right it's, it's just better and it's, it's going to be a little bit more comfortable and the features that are on the outside a little bit cosmetic are going to make the jacket perform better you know in every situation you can get in so uh three in one jacket 100 gram primaloft liner uh fully waterproof fully windproof uh you can wear it a few different ways and you know basically if a guy's looking to go buy one piece that he can pretty much use in any situation, this would be the jacket to buy because you can take the liner out of it and just use it. Cause basically it's a feather stretch with a better pocket configuration on the outside. If you take the liner out. 10, four. And, and then, so talk to me real quick piles before you put that up. You said you could wear it a couple different ways. You wear it on the inside of your waders, or is that meant to be? Is that a waiter style jacket that you can wear on the outside? And is the yes. length is the length of a jacket depict that to where you don't want it? You don't want it. You know, wait. You know, you don't want to be walking through the water and the bottom of your jacket be you know submerged, right? right? So that's kind yes. of that. That can be worn either style. Yeah, it can be worn either way, but it is a waiter length cut jacket. So um, a lot of people wear them on the inside. You know. Uh, to me, most of the time, if it's raining, I'm putting it on the outside, though. So, I, you know, I never understood why people put a raincoat on the inside. So, well, it just doesn't uh, make sense if you're not protecting yeah. the opening of your uh, waders, right? And then the uh, the other jacket that's a lot that's a lot like that jacket. Uh, this is going to be called the Califaction Elite. Uh, if you're familiar with when we had the Black Label series, yep. uh, the Black Label series going away because we got something else coming too. But uh, this has a lot of the properties, and it's going to be hard to see uh, on the camera. But I don't know how close I can get it. But you can almost see the squares in it. Yeah, you can. And it, and it's like it's a the outer is made out of a ripstop material. So. Um, same features with the tape, the way the cal the regular califaction is made. Uh, same sticky uh, shoulders for the non-slip grip, camouflage, waterproof zippers. 
pocket configuration is a little bit different. Uh, you got your neoprene shell holders on the inside of the pocket and then a pocket that goes behind it for storage. A uh, little bit of tonal uh, cosmetic stuff on the outside. Uh, the fleece that's on the inside of this chest weighting pocket is a little bit different than the fleece that's on the the regular calefaction. And then the only other difference is this the liner, which is 100 grams of Primalol as well, but it's camouflage instead of being Spanish moss. So you could wear, you could take it out and wear, you got a camo jacket that you could wear that way, or you could take it out and wear the shell you know, or wear it together, but so you, yeah, know. you have, you have two camouflage hunting jackets. Um, right. as, as long as you understand where you're wearing that, that yeah, inner, inner jacket out. Yeah. And that inner layer is just going to be insulated. It's just warm. You know, it's not going to, it's not going to keep you dry or anything like that. Although, you know, I don't know how many people know this. I mean, we kind of take it for granted, but you know, Primaloft's an insulation that when it gets wet, it will still keep you warm. And that's the biggest difference between it and regular down, you know, regular down is the warmest insulation there is, but if it gets wet, you need to get it off because you're going to, you're going to freeze to death. But the way Primalov's engineered, because it is engineered down it, when it gets wet, it still keeps its warming capabilities. So you might be wet, but it'll actually keep you. Best thing you can do is leave it on. Yep. That, and that, and that jacket there, that the, the liner of that, that could even be, um, down the road. That could be a mid layer piece. If you wanted it to be again on another cut, you know, like so right there, you're getting two of the different core pieces right there, not different core pieces, but the two different layering pieces in one yeah. jacket potentially. Yeah. It's basically a mid layer and a shield combined. Yep. That's what it is. And you can wear it multiple ways. Yeah, that's slick. And then when you when you talk about waiter pockets or, or you know the the upper pockets and that that it's amazing how handy those come in when you when you think you don't need them right, and then that hunt goes oh, on. Yeah. I mean, I use them every day. Yeah. It's, it's you just get like that. It just it, you can feel your heart beating a little bit. You feel <laughs> you feel cozy inside. That's I yeah. think that, I don't that's even just a care great if innovation. The pockets also. are on the bottom of the jacket. Do you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. What'd you say? I said, I, I don't even care if the pockets are on the bottom of the jacket, but those pockets better be on whatever jacket I'm going to wear. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have to be up there, right? right. I, I agree 100%. So that's the Califaction series. We we have the Califaction and the Cal, Cal Elite. And right. um, we we offer these in different camo patterns. You, you're working with, those are real tree examples there, but you also offer right. them in, in mossy oak and yeah. some nat gear. Yeah, that, those jackets are available in uh, Max 5, Timber, uh, Mossy Oak Bottomland, and the new Mossy Oak Habitat that they just launched, uh, and that gear. So okay, cool. Basically, so whenever we offer something in about every camo made, that you can tell that that's one of the better sellers. That's yeah, one of the main so, pieces. Yeah, yeah that's... So, but, um, so the next the next piece is uh, that we were placing is the chest peak. Um, it was our quarter zip pullover, completely waterproof. It hit a great point price point at like one one fifty nine one sixty nine when we first came out with it. And I mean, it's you know that pullover age is you know basically a kid that starts wearing a jacket to about thirty five. 
you know, once you get over that, most people start wanting full zips and stuff like that. But that's that's a huge demographic of the people that are duck hunting nowadays, and that's why we sold so many of them. But it was a great piece as well. But so, but again, we had it around a while. Uh, we got this uh, new tape deal. We wanted to change it, so Christian put this put that tape in it as well. So it's went from a Chesapeake to a Stretchapeake. Still the same jacket, but it has those a lot of the same. A lot of the same uh, upgrades that you saw on the Califaxon series, uh, camouflage zippers. Uh, we added the weight pockets to this as well. The oh, pocket, like a jacket. Yeah, the pocket configuration at the bottom is a little bit different uh, than it was. This on the old one. I'm pretty sure about this. The old one was just an open kangaroo pouch yep. you stuck your hands in. With now, it has a, now it has a waterproof zipper on it where you can actually put it on there if you can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, so you could so you can close it if needed, so you're not getting yeah, any water in there it. when you're not using it. If you if you were if you did have it on the outside of your waders or whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, on the inside uh, that smoothed out coral fleece that's brushed. Um, super comfortable. Great insulated piece that is waterproof, completely windproof. Uh, you can wear this over a mid-layer if it was really cold. Um, but most situations, you don't really need a whole lot more than what that jacket will give you, especially this past winter. You know, we didn't really get much of a winter down here. It had a great duck season, but, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of winter. But and anyway. it's not very often in the last two or three years that you hear a guy from Louisiana say, I had a great duck season. Uh, yeah, That's good was, to hear. Yeah, it was a it was one of the better ones that I can remember in a long awesome. time. So, um, Louisiana and Arkansas was pretty good. To us, so now, so. did you have samples of this? Did you get to hunt in any of the first the three we've talked about so far this past season? Uh, I hunted in the given the warmth. I hunted in the shell of the Califaxon jacket. So I, I would I would take the liner out of it and just use it as a shell, basically. And you're loving it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the pockets on the outside is what makes it as a shell. Like my favorite piece in the whole line, it used to be a Pathfinder. It used to be a feather stretch, but basically those are feather stretch with better pockets on the outside of it. So I mean, that's pretty much my go-to, you know, every day down here. So, but love anyway, it. but yeah, I got to use them. So this is the quarter zip version, stretch a peak. Uh, we also, and that's going to go a retail bumped up a little bit. I want to say it's about one ninety nine now. You know, technology, taxes, that kind of thing. And then, but this is, I think this piece is going to be killer this year for us. Is because of that right there. Uh, this is the stretch of peak full zip. So. Um, the same technologies as what we talked about earlier with the stretch tape, um, the same upper weight and pockets and stuff like that. But we were sitting there and we were like, why don't we make a full zip jacket that's waterproof and not put a hood on it? And great point. Christian was like, yeah, I never thought about that. So anyway, we did it. And that, that jacket's going to go to retail as an insulated completely windproof waterproof jacket for 200 bucks wow so it's you know and in in the majority of climates you know 
Missouri down, you're not going to need more than that with a mid-layer underneath it most of the year. Yeah. So, uh, phenomenal piece. You know, I think kudos to him for making it and being a, and, you know, in our factories and stuff and for us to be able to hit that price point because it's, it's going to sell. You know, so, yeah, that's a hammer um, right there. Yeah. I, I just, it just, you know, a lot of it depends on what price points you can get. You know, yeah. But that's going to be a good one. So heck yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's the full zip chassis. Yeah. Yeah. It's a full zip stretch a peak. Stretch a peak. Sorry. Yeah. That's right. Um, we'll go. We'll talk feet. about two two women's pieces real quick. Yep. Um, this is our uh, Chaffalaya pullover uh, that we sell tons of. You know, awesome piece. It's a water resistant outer. Uh, has that soft coral fleece on the inside of it. Um, kangaroo pouch pocket. I mean, it's it's basically a souped up camo hoodie, um, and it hits a great price point of like ninety nine bucks. We have sold thousands and thousands of these on the men's side. Um, so we were like, and every lady that comes up and grabs our clothes and they hit that coral fleece, they're like, oh, you know, we need this in the women's line. So uh, we put it in the women's side this year. Just wanted to point that out because it's a it's one of our number one sellers. And we yeah, you know, women on that side. Women will love that. They love hooded sweatshirts and it's easy on, easy off. And Right. And it's super, super warm, super warm and windproof. So this other one's a little bit different looking. Uh, I got you in here, but um, we made a hailstone uh, a few years back. We don't make them anymore, but uh, and it was this kind of the same concept. It had a Primaloft core, so you can see that quilted material, and then this has a knit outer, and this is just more, you know, a little more. Fashionist, um, fashionable, yeah. It's, you can yeah, wear, you know, they can, the side, but um, you can wear that to a Luke Bryan concert there, would yeah. you, Piles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Girls love Luke Bryan, Piles. <laughs> you yeah, and I, you and I are probably going to go to a Jinx concert, and they're going to go to the Luke <laughs> Bryan concert. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were uh, actually supposed to be at like Whiskey Myers a couple of days ago in Baton Rouge, and they had to cancel it. So was that with Jamie Johnson? I don't, no, I think it was just him, but. Um, Cause I was yeah. supposed to be, I was supposed to be at whiskey and Jamie and little rock this month too. And it oh, really? God, yeah, it'd have been yeah, amazing. Been awesome. But, uh, God, yeah, I think Myers. they moved it to, they moved it to August for now. So is whiskey Myers, not a hammer dude. That unbelievable. I don't know. Like, if you, it, I, there's pretty much you know, like when I hit this porch out here, which I've done a lot in the quarantine, you know, uh, the last month, that's pretty much what's on the playlist. And it's, it never gets old. Any song, no, God, they got awesome. them. And so they're, they're it right now. I, I kind of wish they would start Yellowstone back yep. while we're on quarantine, because they, a they would get the best ratings they've ever had. Yeah, and then b you know we could get to see them or, or hear them in the music. So yeah, I li- uh, I, I literally listened to them the entire day yesterday, and it just I just every song I'm like, damn man, they got a library. Yeah, yeah it's it's you know. And I, and I was guilty of this. A good friend of mine introduced me to him a few years back. And I'm like, my, man, where'd they come from? And then I started looking it up. And, and they've had albums for years. Oh, yeah. and, and all of it's great. So, but anyway. so Baby, I'm, I'm a su- frog, man. Uh, yeah, I'm off subject here. But, uh, <laughs> no, we're good. You're good. 
Hey, uh, part part of the culture is uh, Whiskey Myers wearing banded, dude. They Whiskey yeah. Myers loves the duck hunt. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I actually saw that where they went hunting in Mon- or Montana or something, Montana or something like that. They love the like, duck no. hunt. I said, no, if we could get, if we could get them to my duck camp, that would that'd be like you know Taj Mahal type shit. All stuff. right, we'll we'll, so, we'll talk after this. But anyway, um, those are the new banded items that we can talk about for now. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to show a couple uh new items that we did on the Avery side. Yes, sir. Let's see them. Uh, the, uh, this jacket is super legit. Uh, you can see that it's that oil cloth look. And yep. you, you can actually see a little bit of mud and blood on this one. It, it got worn one day um, by Beckham when he did, forgot his jacket. I had to let him use it, but um, this is this is an actual print. It's not it's not actual oil cloth. It's a print to look like the oil cloth. So it's actually made out of the same thing that the other jackets are made out of. The that's a three layer laminate fabric on the outside, so completely waterproof. And you can kind of see something looks a little bit different on the inside of here. It's that old school uh, camouflage. So, uh, upper weighting pockets, uh, brass buttons, uh, magnetic pocket on the outside. This also is a uh, wider length coat, uh, old brass style zippers in the corners of your pockets. Very cool looking. And then, uh, so, and this is also a three in one jacket. So, but what's a little bit different and, and super cool is the liner on the inside of this is the old school camo. Uh, so, and it's like the old bomber style with the collar yeah. in it. So you can take this out and wear it as an old school jacket, or you can wear this as a, you know, just a stretch laminate outer, you know, and you can see the tape. It's kind of hard to see, but you can see it anyway. Um, with a, what's that, know, what's that one called piles? I don't really know what it's called. The the high it's a hybrid heritage jacket. Hybrid heritage. Yeah, hybrid heritage waiting jacket, and uh, it's it's uh, about the same price as a Califaction jacket, but it's it's basically the same thing, just with the you know different inside. Um, it's going to be just as warm, just as waterproof, but the look of it, the look of it is. You so know, I mean, just so killer. it's it, it just it just. It's like what your grandpa wore, man. And you take that yeah. either way, you're looking good. And then the the technology behind the jacket, you're getting that the look and the aesthetics of an old school, you know, oil cloth jacket, but you're getting all the technology that's gonna keep you warm and dry. Well, and, and you know, old that old classic look is in right now because like it or not, and I don't want to offend anybody when I say this, but these kids that are coming into the sport now. A lot of them want to portray the image that they've been doing it forever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff like that. So they are you re- are you are you referring to me? No, 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 it's not. <laughs> no, I, know, I, I don't know. think you're that much younger than I am. But. No, I'm talking about just because I haven't been duck hunting as long as most people. No, but no, uh-uh. I'm no. I, I know. What you're, like, I know exactly yeah. what you're saying, dude. It's which but is anyway, a good. It's, it's a good. It's, it's a good way to feel. If if they want to feel that way, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, to me, as long as they're doing it and buying something maybe one or two of our products i'm happy with it but Heck but, yeah. that's, but i'm just trying to explain the 
the, the mindset, look, yeah, the look, look and yeah. mindset of what people are trying to get. You know, old is cool right now. It is. You know, so it's um, you know they want to look weathered, and that we came out with that heritage line. Oh, three three years ago, I think. And I mean, when we did, it was just, you know, off to the races. And, you know, but the thing about a piece like that, there's that actual oil cloth. I mean, a guy buys one of those jackets. He don't, he don't have to buy one again for a long time because yep. it's such a great product. And those jackets are made to look with wear and tear on it. Yep. So, uh, but anyway, it's, you know, that's basically an updated updated technology version that goes into the heritage series is what that is a super cool piece uh should be out there in a bunch of dealers uh for 2020 because we we booked it real well down here in the south um just we're it's a jacket that we're pretty you can tell i'm pretty excited about yeah i can tell you're getting giddy Um, but it's a it's an awesome item so uh, so that's a hybrid heritage yeah hybrid heritage so uh one other piece Feel like this, and this is this is a large guard special. Oh yeah, it looks uh, large. As you can looks tell. Large guardy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so quilted upper, you know, kind of car hardish canvas material at the top. Um, off on the outside on the bottom, uh, but it's got the old school checkerboard flannel. In the old school the checkerboard lumberjack flannel on the inside. So yeah. Um, you know, more doesn't really have to do a whole lot with hunting, but um, lifestyle, lifestyle. People see you wearing it, and they see the you know, the Avery symbol, and you identify as a hunter. So, yep. Which is the goal? That's the that, that's the I goal. Think, you know, I think as far as clothes go, and that was just called a heritage watershell insulated vest. Yeah, and, and, along, and along with a lot of these clothes go and the apparel on the tops, you know, everybody can go and look at the website and their local dealer. The the innovation that Christian and Eric have brought to the table and what Bandit and Avery is doing with Bandit with just waiter pants, stretch pants, things that, that you feel athletic in. They they have that athletic cut. They're not bulky. They're not going to they're not going to ride down your body to where you have to keep reaching into your waders and pulling them up. All of these systems are designed to keep you just like you were in your regular work day of, of feeling successful and, and, and the innovation behind them is going to have your performance go to the next level. So just check out all of the different waiter pants. There's, I, I can't even tell you that how I, I found myself just wearing them out in public all the time, you know, yeah. because they look I mean, good, they're comfortable piles, and then they just perform great as a waiter, as, as a quote unquote waiter pant. But to me, they're a lot more than just that. As far as our pants go, our bib systems are great. I, I don't know if we have anything new coming out in the bib system but um I, I i wear the bibs every day when i'm dry field hunting yeah it, uh, i mean my favorite pair of pants is the uh just the soft shell waiter pant uh and i wear them in the spanish moss there's probably i think there's four pairs of those in my closet right now or on the hunting side of it the just spanish moss green ones they're you know water resistant on the outside they have just a smooth liner of fleece uh on the inside with a built-in ankle garter at the bottom and you know i think they're 79 bucks at retail you take them off you can go i can go walk in a store you know with a different jacket on it doesn't look like i've been hunting you know all morning or something like that so you just wear them casually everywhere so i actually told christian and i were talking about it the other day i was like man we got to make those in a couple couple more colors so 
wouldn't get them out there maybe in a charcoal or khaki or something like that. So that yeah, I like that idea. That's a twenty-one deal, but they'll be coming too. So yeah, I like that idea a lot. And then, so what do you have? Do you have anything to tell us on waders at all? That's a big. That's what put. That's what put Bandit on the map. That's what took us to the next level. Where are we at with wader and technology there? Uh, Last year we did a huge uh, revamp uh, on our wader. We, you know. Like like you said a minute ago, we were the we were the first people to put an insulated breathable waiter in the waterfowl market. Um, comfort second to none. Um, we used to always joke around when we were at Max or at Simmons at one of their sales, and like, hey man, <laughs> don't try them on if you don't want to buy them. Yep. You know because it's once true. you put them once you put them on, you you will. You know, because coming from the neoprene days, you know, and many people just never seen it. And they'd, they'd stand up and their eyes were just wide. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, there it goes in the cart. And I mean, it was a, it was a done deal. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, um, so, but, you know, through the years, you start to learn, you know, where you can make products better, just like we do on the clothing side. Um and on the on the new revamp, what you'll see is everything's called a 2.0. So there's a Heritage 2.0, there's a Red Zone 2.0, there's a Elite 2.0, you know, and there's insulated, non-insulated versions and all that kind of stuff. But if it says 2.0 on it, they're all made like this. They we took we took the complete uh, inseam out, you know, so they used to make a cross you know, right in the crotch area. And there was a seam that went up your leg, came through your crotch and went down the other side. And then there was a seam that went from like your belly button through the crotch area up to the middle of your back. And where those, where that seam was, we had a lot of issues with that tape rubbing together and stuff like that. And that's where we figured out that we could take that seam out of the inseam, move it to the outside. And then we also, there used to be a seam where it was stitched all the way around the waist. And then we made that pant removable um, to where that seam is completely gone. So when you start adding up distance of the seams that we took out, we took out about four feet of seams on the waiter. So if you take out four feet of seams, that's how many thousand less holes are punched in the waiter whenever they make the material together, you know, that don't have to be taped over. Um, so it's a, a removable pant. Explain uh, that please. And, and explain that to the audience piles, what you mean by a removable pant. Okay. Well, it's, it's, so it's not stitched at the top around. So then it's, it's a gator that goes over the outside and, and it's a three layer laminate gator that gives you your protection from, you know, walking through the timber, you know, running into briars, you know, sitting down, getting on a bike, you know, side by side or four wheeler and tearing something, you know? Um, so it's, it's actually an overpant. There's, it is not what keeps you dry. The layer underneath it is what keeps you dry from the water. Um, so is there, ever, had, is there ever an instance where this comes off for the hunt? Uh, I would never take it off personally because that's your protection from ripping it, poking a hole in it, something like that. But, you know, if somebody doesn't like it, they do have that option. They can remove it, you know? Right. Um, and it just, ha- it has an elastic 
waistband that weaves in and out of the inside with a belt buckle. And, uh, but anyway, so we, and we also went to a single stitch process instead of a double stitched, uh, and the tape was a little bit different than what we were using to cover it up. So, um, but we, you know, hands down, uh, probably the best move we made since we came out with the insulated breathable waiter in the very beginning, uh, was to revamp it. You know, Eric, the Eric, that's, that's his deal. And I mean, he did a great job with his people on that and the, the results we've seen, you know, from this year and us getting to wear them a bunch and, you know, just a lot of people out there, as many of them as we sold, I mean, the, the returns that we had are completely minimal compared to, you know, a few years ago. How do you feel about the light and the 2.0? I think it's cool. Uh, but I want people to understand that yes, it is cool. But there, it is so practical, man. It, it, I yeah. use it so much, right? It's like it, it's one of those things that you could look at it like, ah, y'all are just selling us a can of worms. What? No, we're not. This is no. you're gonna, this is going to come in handy, believe it. Yeah. And so on the the like Chad's saying on the elite model, there is a LED light strip that's under the chest flap uh, that runs on three AA batteries. You can turn it on and off. And I mean, we left one up and running at a at a show event that we were at for like six days straight for 24 hours a day and never cut it off. And then that was actually my sample pair of waders. And I brought them back and that light worked about halfway through the duck season. So, um, last a long time. If it does tear up for some reason, you can replace them for like nine 99. It's just an led light strip that you can get it, you know, any auto place. But, um, if you're like me, hell you forget your headlamp half the time. Yeah. You know, or whatever. And if you if you got that, you actually always do have a lightness. You know, it's not it's not for driving a boat with or anything like that. But I mean, if you're walking through the timber and you turn it on and you're you're leading the pack and you're in front of everybody, you can see a good twenty thirty yards with it. Yep. Um, you can see very good, well enough not to trip over a log uh, or run into a tree or something like that. Or if you're getting something out of your blind bag in the pit and you don't want to turn on a big flashlight, I mean, that's what it is. That's what it's for. So it's, it's super practical. And again, it's, you know, you, when you put one up on display, we put one on a, a mannequin at max and put it at the end of the, um, the end of our clothing section when you're walking towards the waiters. And every time, every day that that flap is flipped up and the light is on, people walk up to the waiter counter and they go, where's that one with the light on it? Yeah. That's what I want. And yeah. they don't ask any more questions. This so makes people, sense. People understand the practicality of it. So. so in a nutshell, when it comes to the essentials, clothing is what is going to make or break a hunt. It truly is. Now you can say you're going to go out there and kill them fast and you might, and you might not need a, a, some of this technology, but day in and day out as the season goes on, this is an essential part of the hunt with what Adam has explained today. You just, you can't look past what clothing you're going to be wearing. It, there was a time when guys couldn't stay in the field because we, they didn't have this type of technology. We are in the heyday of hunting right now. The essentials of duck hunting, you can hear about the golden years or whatever. We have a lot of ducks in the flyway. We have a lot of conservation efforts going on. And then through these manufacturers and Banded and Avery Greenhead gear, you're seeing steps taking to make the hunt better. So you can just go. And that's, that's really what it's all about is spending days in 
in the field and gaining that confidence and learning your, you know, putting your skill set to work and increasing your odds of having more success because your skill set continues to get better. And if you're uncomfortable, if you don't feel good, you're not going to want to stay out there. And for sure, your nine-year-old kid, your nine-year-old boy or girl's not going to want to go back if they get wet or they get cold and the gloves aren't working and the headwear is not working, which at banda.com at all of our dealers across the country. And like Adam can talk on for hours, the, the innovation in the gloves and the headwear and all of the things that he talked about today with the three different layering system in the core and the mid and the shield. And then you go into the waders and then you break that down into male and female and youth they got the spectrum covered. And that's exactly what you want as an end consumer or a potential customer. You want to believe in the brand that you're going to put on yourself, your hunting partners, your family, your kids. And that's what I love about when Adam talks is that there's a ton of passion that goes into the design of this and he gets giddy just holding it up. And that's what this, that's what this gear is meant to do to you. Not just to make you feel like, man, I got a good value here. You're going to put it on and you're going to be like, I'm a better duck hunter now. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be a better duck call or a better shotgun shot, but it's going to keep you out there practicing to where you can increase your odds of becoming a better duck caller, a better shotgunner, a better boat operator, a better harvester, a better provider. So think about that when you go to the store, check out banded.com and Adam, I appreciate it, man. I'm fired up for this season. Cool, man. Me too. Appreciate it. Um, uh, being on here with you today and it's, it's good to talk with somebody else that, you know, shares that same passion. That's why we're in the deal. And you know, just get out there and try it. Just go. Just go. Just go. It's going to be a big celebration, y'all, when we come out of this deal. And I'm talking to a man right here. When when you hear me say y'all, I'm very <laughs> I'm very fortunate that I get to spend time with guys like Adam Piles in that part of the country. And when you're down there and you see the culture from the Grand Prairie down to where Adam lives in Louisiana, it's different. And it is a godsend. And it is crawfish. And it is squirrel for dinner. And it is duck hunting. And it is a religion. And it's your blue jeans tucked into your boots with your duck call in your flannel pocket in Max after a good day in the field or in Simmons. And you're walking the floor. And it's just a prideful thing down there. So being talk, being you know, having a Southern man on here and being a man that gets to visit the South a lot, it's a different mindset. And I think that it's one that needs to be at least experienced by you, whether you duck hunt or not, go check out the culture down there. And you can kind of see where duck hunting was born. In my opinion, it is the hotbed It's the grand Prairie. It's Louisiana. It's, it's the Delta. It's where duck hunting. I don't know how else to say it, but it's a way of life down there. And that's why you take so much pride when you're down there and talking to a guy like Adam, these guys don't just go duck hunting once a week. They go every day and it's a way of life. This is how they feed their family. So where I've learned a lot of my provider mentality is that you don't go out and shoot a squirrel if you don't plan on skinning it and eating it. And that's how they live down there. And that's what I love about it. I appreciate you, Adam Piles. Yeah, man. Thank you. And uh, enjoy it. If y'all can come down and see us. I can't wait. Hey, I'm not kidding on that whiskey Myers deal at camp. It might not be at a Louisiana camp, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you off off camera about yeah. a little a little belding piles whiskey Myers reunion. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. My first rifle was a two forty three. I don't got a good voice, but I know all the lyrics, piles. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna sing. So. <laughs> 
All right, brother. That's Adam Piles. Banded. Banded.com. AveryOutdoors.com. Greenhead Gear Decoys. Everything that this crew is bringing to the forefront in hunting is undeniable. It is awesome innovation and design. And they have a group of duck hunters that are badass designers and, and reps and people that are ambassadors and voices of this lifestyle, this culture that we are all so humbled and lucky to be a part of. So thank you, Lucky Stars, that you're an American duck hunter, an American goose hunter, American waterfowl. And also thank you, Lucky Stars, that we have have manufacturers like Bandit and Avery that take the time and the pride in putting out products that are going to make us better for many generations to come. This has been another episode of the Foul Life Podcast, The Essential Series. This has been Adam Piles from Bandit, Avery, and Greenhead Gear. I truly appreciate his time. Tom, hit that button. This is the band 2AM Logic. The song is called My Foul Life. Thank you all very much. And please don't forget to continue to support the partners and sponsors that support all of our TV shows and podcasts here at The Foul Life. And This Life Ain't For Everybody. Today's episode was brought to you by our friends at Banded, Avery Outdoors, and Gerber Knives. Please check out all of those on our website. You can't go wrong. Y'all have a good day.